0: All right, guys, back down here at the nine-foot homemade oak bar. The Pirates are making some moves, uh, and we're still awaiting some moves. Thought it would be a great time during the offseason. One of the busiest men in baseball here because there is really no downtime uh, for Mr. Roster Resource, Jason Martinez, at jason rr martinez on twitter been on the show quite a few times i don't even know what number we're at right now but jason glad you are back here in the basement
1: thanks for having me Craig. so it's always uh it's always fun to talk any any baseball but you know i, I don't like talking about underdogs like the parents, although you know it's frustrating for, for fans but i've been there i've probably fan different different times now but you know i think this is the thing that it kind of you know, I actually started looking forward to these types of off seasons where you go like, you're not you're not shopping for the you know for the expensive stuff, but how are we going to improve our team marginally? It's like it's always it's always how are we going to improve our team, right? Because it always ends bad, and then you go, okay, oh, we got these young guys. This guy might be good next year. This guy might be good. Maybe there's going to be. You know, we we claim off waivers, and and oh, that guy might turn out to be good. <laughs> you know, uh, of course, it's been going once it's been going on for a long time. You 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 stop being as positive, but as optimistic. But um, I try, I try to, to say that I try not to be too pessimistic about anything.
0: Yeah, it's and it's hard not to be. You know, especially as a Pirates fan here, not to be a little bit pessimistic after you know two 100-loss seasons, the shortened 2020 season, which would have almost guaranteed to be, you know, a third 100-loss season. I mean, 19-41, and 41, that's, that's not a great record. I don't have to tell anybody that. Um, but, I mean, the Pirates have been kind of busy uh, so far this offseason. Uh, the one thing I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about, because I haven't gotten a lot of word on this, and you may not have either, but you know the pirates you know agreed agreed to a one year contract with uh with Harley and Garcia back on 126 and of course every, all of these things are always you know pending a physical but you know haven't gotten that contract signed yet yeah these these offseason
1: ones can you know they can they can be signed they can be official as they're, as they're being announced and then for whatever reason um, it, it could take a while and sometimes i'm guessing the teams try to they're taking their time just trying to come up with who's going to be that 40-man move because, you know, in the Pirates' case, they're over. They have more than 40 right now, if you include everybody that, that's signed. And so, yeah, there's some pending moves. Um, sort of maybe, maybe nothing obvious at this point. Um, you know, I could probably pick out maybe one or two relievers that you can go, okay, well, that guy might, you know, there's a 40-man casualty right there. That guy's, that guy's going to get dfa FA But, um, yeah, sometimes it takes a while. And and it's it's hard to you know at, at this at this early on in the off season you can't push it back far enough to where you can put a guy on the sixty day IL. Uh, where in the Pirates' case they can you know eventually Max Trannick is going to go on the sixty day IL, but you have to wait till the start official start of spring training, which is like mid February. So they're not going to try to push something back that far. Uh, so yeah, I mean just looking at the roster currents right now, there's you know there's not one obvious guy where you go yeah that guy can be. FA right now to make room for for these these new signings.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just definitely a weird thing because I mean they even will have uh, possibly you know one other space that they're going to have to to open up at some point. You know, signing Tyler Heineman to that minor league deal uh, right now. I mean, especially after you know <laughs> Derek Shelton shutting the door on any hope of Andy Rodriguez and saying, you know, no, nope, he's starting in the minor. So it's like, okay, we can, we can move him down to there on the roster resource thing, but you're know, going to have to make a space uh, for Tyler Hyman as well. Uh, Connor Joe picked up. So, you know, Nick Mears becomes a casualty there, but I mean, a lot of times, I mean, especially a 101 loss team, you would think, okay, there's, there's a lot of, of fat to trim off. But with, like, the additions of Choi and, and Santana, like, both of them, for possibly, like, one position, you know, Miguel Anjuar, and then now you have Connor Joe, Austin Hedges. Like, you, you've you added so many of these other guys. Vince Velasquez, Harleen Garcia. Um, it, You're kind of running out of, of guys to cut.
1: Yeah, yeah the, 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 the rule five pick Jose Hernandez as well, who, you know, you figure this is the type of team that is going to give that guy every chance. To make the team, um, got and especially in the bullpen, you don't have a lot of flexibility. You, you know, if, if you're going to keep the Rule Five guy, you, you're basically just playing with one spot there in that bullpen um, with guys you can go up and down with. Um, and you know, you're looking at a guy like Bryce Wilson who's out of options, and you want to get, You know, I don't, I don't think he's going to be in a DFA uh, candidate this early. I could see him, you know, going to spring training, and if he, you know, doesn't, if he doesn't show that he's ready to take a step forward, maybe he becomes a, a DFA candidate. Then, but at that point, it's, it's easier to put somebody on the 60-day IL um, and clear up spots that way. But yeah, they don't have. I mean, there's some ple- flexibility with the position players, and I think if they're not going to add any more, you know, any more certainty to to, to, to that to that lineup. Um, at least you, you have a lot of different options of, of guys who could possibly be, be better next year. And, you, you know, So, so it's not, not a lot of certainty with, with guys like Suwinsky and Cal Mitchell. And, and um, you know, when you go down the list as far as guys who are going to get a look, and Diego Castillo and Andujar, and, and further down with, you know, you going to finally give Travis Swaggerty a chance, Kanan Smith on the Jigbug was hurt last year. He was about to get that chance. Uh, to compete Marcano—is—is is he ever going to get get a look? Um, so you have a, you have a lot of options. So as far as as you know, you you go to spring training with a bunch of these guys. You just need one or two guys to stand out and say, okay, this is this is good. We got you know, we're not counting on just one guy with with not a lot of uh, with, with not much of a track record. Uh, however, I, you know, there, there, there's there's going to be probably some intriguing options that are you know veteran guys who or bounce back candidates who can give you some values and trade value at, 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 at you know, June and July, if you give them a couple of months and you hold off on a guy like, you know, whether it's Cal Mitchell or, or any one of these guys, I, I think, you know, I, I, I can look at this roster and say, look, okay, I, I, I see, I see some in tr- interesting moves I can make here, but yeah, there, there's not as much flexibility as you would want. I think the Brian Reynolds trade is going to happen. Um, I don't think it's going to happen soon. Now that it's out in the news and and, and that that he's he's demanding the trade, um, which would make the, the Pirates look weak if they actually went ahead and traded him anytime soon. I think they're going to wait, um, pro- probably closer to spring training. But I think there's some there's enough teams with really with, with the talent to 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 pull off a trade. I think the Dodgers, the Yankees, and a few other teams are really good fits for Brian Reynolds, and they can really. Put together a good trade package.
0: You're breaking, you're breaking this man's heart over here, Jason. But I, I definitely do understand <laughs> that. And and for me, the longer that they keep, like you know, a Swaggerty and, and Jigba. Tucapito Marcano, especially I mean Ryan Velade. I I honestly I feel bad that I I haven't looked up how to pronounce his name yet because I honestly thought that he would be gone. And, and you keep on adding to this outfield depth. Like I mean we have it seems like fifteen people that could play outfield on on the forty man right now. Yeah, like
1: and like I said, it's not 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 a lot of certainty there. But okay, so you have a bunch of options. You just you know so so can one of those guys. Um, Make it obvious in spring training that okay, this is I'm the guy who's stepping up here and I deserve a chance. Um, that and that's tough because it's a long season as well, and that's that's the thing you you know the thing that costs money as well. You know to to add certainty, you got you have these guys that that have, have done it, have done it before. So so if you look at at the free agent market and you go yeah, there's there's a bunch of outfielders who you kind of know what you're getting, and it wouldn't cost a, a, a whole lot. You got guys like you know, David Peralta, you know, Adam Duvall, guys like that that are probably, you know, they, they probably want to sign with a, with a better team, but it comes down to it. You go, these guys, I can get somebody like this for $3 bucks, and I kind of know what I'm getting and, and maybe they have a good solid two-month run and then we'll, we'll trade them if, if, if we're, it doesn't seem like we're going we're to compete. Um, so I think you have those options as well. So so when I look at this roster, I right, you know I I think the, the, what the Orioles did last year um, is probably gives I don't know if it's a false hope, but I, I think it does give some of these teams at least something to look at and say, look, a lot went right, but these are the things we had in place to to be able to 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 have a really good season, and and that's in a much better vision than than. AL Central, AL Central, business like that, where I think, you know, these are very similar divisions, the Central's, in that they're only the kind of looking at each other and going like, okay, well, nobody's really going to run away with this. So as long as that happens, we, we have a chance. We don't have to do too much. Let's get better marginally. Um, and, you know, hope, hope that a lot goes right. Hope that some of our young guys step up. And you know the Orioles have, you know, I think they have somebody like Adley and As part of that, is is it's a big part of, of why they're so they're so good a lot quicker. I um, mean, they have a, a couple other younger players who are going to have that kind of impact. You know, Grayson Rodriguez and Gunnar Henderson and a few and a few others. So the Pirates um, don't necessarily have have that, but they do have a lot of you know a lot of good young arms that that are going to get a look. So it's just a matter of how quickly. Um, you know, are you going to start getting? Are you going to start getting guys like, you know, Luis Ortiz and Mike Burroughs Quinn Priester, Kyle Nicholas, and, and and so on? You have you have a bunch of guys who are getting closer. Who you know, if you have eight options who, who aren't even on your opening your roster, who are good enough to you know to to, to make the majors in 2023, um, you figure one or two of those guys is going to step up and be a lot better than expected, a lot quicker. Um, so I, you know. Is that you know? Can you do that before you totally just fall apart and you're like twenty games out of out of a out of a playoff spot before you start giving these guys a look? I mean, it's it's timing is everything, luck is everything. How how healthy you're going to be, um, and I think that, that the bullpen is going to is going to play a big part as well. You look at what the Orioles did. I mean, you can't be that good without having a bullpen that's just like you know just locked down. You know, after the sixth sixth inning, and so. I hope most teams at least have the the potential of doing that. Just looking at their arms, because you never know. It's like, is this guy going to figure it out this year, or this this one starting pitching prospect who who isn't quite putting it together? Can we move him to the bullpen, and all of a sudden he's just he's a shut down eighth inning guy? Um, you know, I, I think there's there's some potential there as, as well in that bullpen. Um, and you know, with and Contreras. You take another step forward in that that rotation. Same with Mitch Keller, Brew Baker is is, is all the back of the rotation guy. Um, and then you mix in some of those younger guys, you know, mentioned earlier. If, if only two or three of those guys step up, you're going to get some, some quality innings and stay in the ball game. And, and you know, in that division, you know, you don't have to win 90, 90 games. You know, you can just maybe <laughs> win 85 eight, eight, games, and then you're, you're you got a chance there, and you get to make things interesting.
0: If you ever see me out and about in Pittsburgh, you will always recognize me. And not just because of the white beard, but also because of the why that is always on top of my head. The hat I always wear. The Yins brand. Proud partners with Bucks in the Basement. Three dynasties. One brand, Yinz. Finally, one brand to rep all black and gold. Follow at ShopYinz for new merch drops and giveaways. Order online. At WW Shop Yins, the emphasis on the two Zs, high quality comfort, lightweight materials, a new modern look for the black and gold, made for Yins, by a Yinzer. Well, I kind of want to stick with the the pitching aspect because, I mean, we definitely do have a lot of arms, a lot of options, a lot of guys that are really close, you know, some that have even like with Luis Ortiz making his appearance, you know, getting Johan Oviedo in the, in the Quintana deal and everything. But I mean, you, you study every single team, man. Is, is there any other team out there that doesn't have a left-handed starter that you can think of offhand?
1: Um, let me think here. not, Not offhand. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's it's pretty you know most most rotations are pretty balanced as far as like you know at least at least let's get the one lefty in there and and bullpens as well. Well, you look at a team like like the Astros are a little bit different, and you kind of go, well, I guess you don't you know they did have a, you know a lefty most of the time, but by the time they got to the postseason, it's like we got five guys who can get any anybody out. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think teams try to balance it out a little bit, but. I think it's more from um, the bullpen standpoint as well. Because like, you know you're more focused on getting five innings from your starter. If you're lucky, you have six six or seven innings. And then you're just like, okay, well, we got five different options out of the bullpen. And whether they're right-handed or left-handed, we're going to give you a different look every 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 inning now. Every three, every three or four batters, you're going to get a different look. Um, and that could be um, you know, a uh, right hander that throws only sliders, and then you come with a left hander who throws from the side. Uh, you got, you know, so, so uh, yeah, as far as left handed options, yeah, the Pirates don't really have. I, if you just go down the depth chart here, I mean, you got to go all the way down to Anthony Solometto, who's their second round pick of 21, who I have projected it to pitch in high A. And there isn't anybody, any other left handers until you get down to, to, you know, there's a few more in low A. But yeah, this is. You know, so so yeah. Maybe you want to look at the free agent market and add uh, uh, a a left handed starter to the mix. And I'm sure there's some interesting ones there. Let's see. I'm going to take a quick look. Maybe, you know, well, Wade Miley. Does Wade Miley interest you? Dallas Keuchel, Mike Miner, Danny <laughs> Duffy. Danny Duffy, hey. You never. Danny Duffy bounced back from injury. Um, so yeah, there's not not a lot not a lot of options there, I guess.
0: Yeah, they've they've kind of been going by the wayside. I had been projecting, and, and not because like everybody thought it was because I wanted him. I just thought that Ryan Yarbrough kind of fit into maybe a mold of of what you know Ben Charrington was looking for. But you know, and he didn't even sign for that much because uh, I I've been looking across the board and and seeing that you know it felt like some of the contracts are inflated, and I'm not even talking just about you know the. The long-term deals for the big-name players, but even you know, seeing like an Adam Frazier getting eight million dollars from the Orioles, uh, who was it? Mike Lorenzen getting like eight point five from the Tigers. Kyle Gibson, ten million from uh, the Orioles. Matthew Boyd, ten million from uh, the Tigers as well. And just seeing the, those inflated numbers, and then seeing a guy that goes for like three million, which is kind of like right in the Pirates' range. That's right where they signed Vince Velasquez for. Uh, that's what I was looking more towards. But yeah, they're, the, the amount of options, so I think at some point they might just say, you know what, we've got a lot of guys and we'd rather just have these guys than, you know, having to toss a lefty in there. So I, I'm not really sure. I just kind of wanted your take on it because it just seems like, it, it seems so weird to not have a lefty in the rotation and not be discussing, you know, this, this soft tossing, you know, mechanical, you know, lefty. It's, it's just weird to me. And, and right now you have Harley and Garcia, who's not signed, who, I mean, who is signed, but you know, hasn't move hasn't been made. And then Jose Hernandez, I mean, those are your two left-handed options. And other than that, like, like you said, you have to go so deep and it's just, it's just weird that it kind of fell this way.
1: Yeah, like I said, you know, you could do, you can go bounce back candidate to Danny Duffy, um, and I think I think somebody like Wade Miley is is um you know he's not I guess he's kind of old thirty six. Um, I, I don't know how, how a lot of these pitchers maybe it won't affect the Pirates because there's you know, so many young guys, but so many pitchers are going to have to adjust to this um, to pitch clock. And Wade Miley is probably the fastest worker out there. <laughs> I'm thinking like he he'll be you know he needs to, to sign with some team that, that that has you know like I know the Padres they – entire rotation is so slow um and so this guy needs to go in there and show him how to work quickly uh but yeah there's you know i I think you know if anything there's somebody like that and like you said even the the guys who you knew were going to be cheaper um are are getting you know more than more than expected austin hedges i didn't expect to get five million i mean you know once they once they dfade him in cleveland i figured all right, it, this guy's clearly he's, he's, a, he's a backup. He's a, he's a guy that's going to bounce around the rest of his career, and he's always going to be that um, Drew Butera, Jeff Mathis kind of guy. And he's going to get his one million dollar deal, deal every year. And he got five million from the Pirates. So that's um, that's more than I thought. And I think for a lot of these teams, you kind of get it in your mind like, okay, I kind of have an idea of what it's going to cost, and then you go there and you go, wow, that's not, that's way more than I thought. You kind have to, have to take a step back and, and revalue everything, you know, and, it's, it, it, and so you know, the Pirates don't have a lot in their payroll, they definitely don't have a lot in future future payroll um, and I, I don't know how, how high they're willing to go, but they're a little bit higher than they were last year um, but, uh, man if, they, if is part of it is, you know, is it, is it worth it or should we just make sure that we give all these young guys a chance or do we really need, can we add some more veteran guys to help at least at least for the first couple months of the season and can they add more value than just like you know like with hedges it's more value than just what can he do on the field that guy's going to when you have a really good catching prospect and Andy Rodriguez that guy is, he should be very helpful i mean just you put a blindfold on Andy Rodriguez when Austin hedges is, is, is at bat you say, don't watch this guy when he's <laughs> batting, but <laughs> everything else, watch how this guy goes about his business and how he deals with pitching staff um, because yeah, it's like he's like another coach out there. And so, you know, you, you give Rodriguez another month or two, whatever it is, in, in AAA, and, and, and then you bring him up and you say, all right, you're working with this guy who is one of the best defensive catchers in baseball, who has a ton of experience working with all kinds of different pitchers and really good pitching staff. So um, I think that that's a good move. So if you're looking at that starting rotation, you know, is there, an, is there a guy like that who we can throw in there and see this guy's going to have a ton of influence, we're going to give him some innings until, you know, one of the young guys steps up and pushes him out.
0: Yeah, and, and you said with the, with the hedges thing, man, when I saw $5 million – it was almost like there must have been some sort of miscommunication that they walked into it and they said, Well, we have five million dollars allotted for this position. And so the person just said, Okay, five million dollars. Cause it was just like, <laughs> I, I really didn't see that. And it's, it's like I said, it's no offense to Austin Hedges. I mean, we, it's been put out there, you know, the most defensive run saved by a catcher. Uh, since 2015 his framing is Elite I' uh, got a good arm you know gonna and he just works well with with pitching staffs so, I mean we can't you know at one point you know praise the Indians for like how well their pitching staff did and having him you know kind of in their lineup for <laughs> that many games and then you know kind of bad mouth hedges to a degree you know I, I just can't see that but yeah five million dollars to me but like you said, it's it's just more of I actually see it as if you would have signed, you know, Tucker Barnhart, if you would have maybe brought Roberto Perez back, um, you'd have to worry about like the injury and stuff like that. Hedges just he just always plays and it kind of gives me some of that hope that, you know, I know that we're not going to see Andy at the beginning of the season, but that maybe we'll see him sooner rather than later because you don't have. An answer unless you're going to go out and get another, you know, another like one year deal next year. But that's just kicking the can down the road again. So I'm I'm hopeful and I'm hoping that that's exactly what happens. Um, but yeah, it's just it was weird for that big of a signing. Um, the Pirates have filled every single hole that I told them that they should fill at the beginning of the offseason. The catching first base an outfielder and And a starting pitcher and a little bit in the rotation, they've just gone about it a different way than I thought they would to a certain degree.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it, it, there wasn't that big splash, and I, and I think that's I, I don't know if if anybody would expect that from from the pirates. I, I guess you can look at that payroll and go like, okay, there's, there's room to do something big, but I think it's harder to to convince a player at this point, especially you know, an established, big leaguer. Like, all right, come to Pittsburgh. I mean, if they sign with Pittsburgh, it's for, it's because Pittsburgh got for more than the other teams, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen in most cases, or it's like, well, you don't have a lot of opportunities. And, um, you know, like it, there's still guys out there that you can look at and say, okay, um, I'll use the, the bullpen as an example. Like somebody like Craig Kimbrell, or oldest Chapman, like those guys, maybe they still want to close like you still want to you know you're not going to go get a closing job anywhere else um but here we can offer you the you know a chance to close or at least we're going to give you a a better chance to close than than other other teams and you so you can sign those guys for for cheap um i'm not sure i'm I'm using those two as an example but you know it's more opportunity at this point going to pittsburgh and austin hedges wasn't going to get a starting job anywhere which is which is also why not not sure why they had to pay him five million i mean there might be one or two other teams that could have given him a a decent opportunity for for playing time but um yeah it was mostly i I imagine he he could have gotten a lot of backup jobs but you know five million as a backup isn't gonna happen um so yeah i i think you know carlos santana looking at looking to bounce back from a bad, a bad season. He's getting older. So, you know, he did, he did sign early, which is, which is a good sign that he wanted to, you know, he, he wanted to go there. Um, Vince Velasquez, again, he's the guy who does great stuff, but, you know, not a lot of certainty there with as far as if you're a contending team, this the guy you want to give starts to. Is, you know, where is he going to fit? You know, if he's not like a swing man, long reliever, um, don't really trust that guy. But on the, on the Pirates, just say, all right, yeah, we're going to put you in the rotation, let it rip, you know, we're going to give you the ball every five or six days. And, and maybe, maybe that results in two really good months. And then somebody's a bunch of these contending teams are calling you offering a prospect for them.
0: Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, that's, that's just kind of why, and, and they've filled each position, you know, the same as last year with, you know, hedges instead of Perez, You know, Choi and Santana instead of uh, Vogelbeck and Yoshi. There's been, you know, those different types of moves. And and it just kind of seems like it's going to – a lot of this is going to depend on the young guys taking a step forward because, I mean, even if these guys all have great seasons – I mean, Daniel Vogelbeck was having a, a fairly decent season for the Pirates, and it, it didn't create that many more wins. It's it's going to have to come from, you know, the young pitchers that you were mentioning before, and hopefully, you know, at least one of the plethora of outfielders, you know, kind of taking a step forward this year. Um, I mean, Jack Swinsky sticks out in my mind right now. It has again. I mean, because the power was there. It's just a lot of the other stuff, and the defense was there. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take a lot, and then the uncertainty with Brian Reynolds. I mean, it, we're we're either going to be the next time we talk, Jason, we're going to be talking. You might be either like you know, talking me down and off the hype train of the Pirates, or or talking me off a ledge. I don't I don't know if there's going to be too much of an in between.
1: Right, I, I think it's it's still going to be it's going to be a fun team as long as O'Neill Cruz is, is there too. I think that's we got that to look forward to, which is like. Um, I mean, talk about uncertainty, but I think the thing that you can pencil in, like a, this is a 30, 30 guy, as long as he's playing every day. And I, and I always make the point with, with tools, you guys like this and I'll use like a Jorge Mateo is, is an example. Um, who's the guy who has, I don't know if he was ever five tools, but he's the guy with plus plus speed, some power, um, good defensive skills and he just was just too raw, to, you know, but you go, okay, well, what happens if you, if you play him every day um, and you kind of see the result, he's kind of, you know, a guy, a guy will hit 15 homers and steal 30 plus bases if you just put him out there every day and and, and he was, he ended up being really good at, as a shortstop, but then you look at his numbers and you go, man, 260 on base percentage. I don't think that's going <laughs> to, you know, and, and so with O'Neill Cruz, at least you got Maybe he's going to hit 220 with a 280 on-base percentage, but you're still going to get 3030. 30. So, so I think that, and, and you're going to get, you know, if, if you're just looking at it as a, as a marketing from a marketing standpoint, this this guy is so much fun to watch. He's going to do incredible things out on the field, um, and this is what's going to get Pirates fans to watch. You know, they could ignore the the, the sub 300 on-base percentage as long as he's doing. Uh, a couple amazing things every every homestand, which is just what, I, what I'd expect. So um, if, if he is good enough to stay on the field and not, you know, because I think a lot, what happens with a lot of these guys, they get in a rut and they, they can't get out of it. And, you know, with, with Cruz, it might, you know, if, if he goes into a, a three for 20 slump or, you know, two of those are going to be 400-foot home runs that left the ballpark <laughs> at 115 miles per hour. And then you know he made a couple amazing plays at stuff and you go, I guess that's worth it. We we can we, you know, it's not great when you when you're in your team when you have a bad roster. You know you can if you can hide that guy at the bottom of the order, that's better. But but uh, um, you still have that guy to look look forward to. And, and I think yeah, you know, with with Reynolds, he's that one guy that that you kind of know, you kind of know what we're gonna get here. Um, so I I just don't I just don't know how you hold on to that guy after he. he Said I, I don't want to be here anymore. I I think you know may, maybe maybe he he kept it quiet at first and asked asked for a trade and then at that point if, if it doesn't happen <laughs> he's going to put it out in the media like I am demanding the trade. Um, and so I I do think there's there's a couple good deals to be made for Reynolds where the Pirates really have to consider it and I think I think it's going to you know just just based on a lot of really good teams. Not having enough good options in the outfield right now, I think I think the Pirates could take advantage of it. Um, but yeah, I, I also could see them looking at their division and thinking like, yeah, it, it's it's actually we're not that far off from being able to compete because if a lot of if enough good things go right, we'll be right there. We, you know, and and I think it's it's I think that's fine. I think it's realistic enough to say like. we we can go into spring training and and expecting to to compete in this division. We're not going to be a 90-win team probably, but let's at least hang hang with the rest of these teams in the division. I don't think the Cardinals are going to run away with it. Brewers don't seem like they're going to run away with it. So (laughs) I'm trying to be uh, optimistic here. But, like, if the Orioles can do what they did last year, a team like the Pirates can do it as well.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely, I mean, no matter what, uh, I'm going to be sitting here watching it, myself and Chris, and and we're going to still be putting out episodes. So, I mean, no matter what happens, but I mean, at least ending on somewhat of an optimistic high note of, you know, getting to see O'Neill Cruz play um, hopefully every day this year. Which will be nice instead of you know waiting for him to come up like we did last year. But Jason, you know what, man? It's it's been a great talk again. Uh, love having you on the show. For people that don't, I have it pulled up all the time. I have you know the, the roster resource. I have the depth chart pulled up for the Pirates. It's not just that. I mean, there's just so much more information out there. Anybody who doesn't go follow Jason. He he's a plethora of information, not only on the Pirates but you know all around the moves around all around major. League baseball jason can't wait to do this again brother and thank you for coming on thanks for having me on greg anytime now i see
1: the changes in this town they change they say one thing within the next day